Lubricants. <laughs> Lubricants. 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 You know, I think the recording started immediately when you said the word lubricants. <laughs> That's how I sound test so. all my mics. <laughs> lubricants. I'm, I'm so much worse. It looks like someone went crazy with a glue gun in there. Unending showers of meat. Broadcasting from the Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle, Washington. Ask some Christian charity, please, sir. I'm a cripple. I have the mung. I've got leprosy. Pax Prime 2011. Some so. douche came up to me, fake coughed on me, which is real coughing if you didn't know, <laughs> and told me I was infected. I almost got kicked out of the con because I wanted to throw him down an escalator. Packs coverage by geeks just like you. It's going to have goop on it of some kind. Somebody at some point has sneezed or wiped their nose or coughed into their hand or scratched their balls and then touched that controller. Welcome to the Geekhorrific.com Casts. Yeah, now I can hear it. Okay. Oh, that, yeah, that, that is better. Great. There you go. That See? is, I don't have to be right up on this thing. Deep, deep throat a little bit. Uh, oh, oh, if you don't uh, want to lean into the table, you can feel free to take the mic out of its yeah. stand and just hold it. And, I'm good. You know. I've been talking to mics all weekend. Just I'm good. Pro <laughs> 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 this. Krahulik being one of them. His mic. Ha ha ha. How do you think I got the job in the first place? All right, let's get started. Screw it. Shoot. Welcome, everybody, to day three, the third and final day of the Geekerific.com PaxCasts. Uh, I am Luke, and I am joined by Matthew Coyne again. Hello, everybody. Andrew Padell. Hi, Mom. Uh, Dwayne will be joining us at some point after he you know, gets his dinner on. Uh, and tonight we are joined once again by Jeff Callis of Penny Arcade. Thank you very much. How are you doing, Jeff? It's good to be here. Honestly? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I, this is a good chance for me to kind of decompress and unwind. Yeah? Yeah, yeah before... We start tearing everything down. Yeah, because last year you were on on the first day, which uh, yeah. meant you got to, and then you came in for a, a second a second appearance at the end. To be honest, um, the recollection of I, I I remember being on the show. Yeah. Other than that, there's not a lot there. <laughs> no, I totally get it. It's it's kind of a whirlwind for you, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, it, I, I mentioned before, but now for the sake of your listeners, um, it's rejuvenating. It's exhausting and rejuvenating. Like it, it reaffirms why I'm in this industry mm-hmm. um, to see the interaction with consumers. Uh, those of us that have been in the industry um, get a little jaded sometimes, uh, and and actually interacting with consumers is a great chance to oh yeah i remember when i used to get that <laughs> that spark playing a new game or seeing something for the first time and, and uh it, it makes all those long hours worthwhile yeah i i love this i love this con man this i'm is glad like, and you, i you're a con pro i, I so am, that means I've, a lot <laughs> we in fact to, don't you professionally go to cons <laughs> not anymore <laughs> We've been. To, we did go to Gen Con this year yeah, too. Yeah, Gen, Gen Con, Con and, and I know you've done Dragon in the past, right? Uh, no, I've never done really? Dragon Con. Really? I want to do Dragon Con. Uh, it's I, next weekend. Go. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just hop a plane and get out there. Uh, and then um, next year, I think we're going to forego Gen Con and go to S- uh, San Diego. And just I have like. never been San to San Diego. Have we have a booth there, um, but since I'm not really involved in the merch, I I, I don't go. 
Um, although I'm this year more than any other year, I got a lot of emails from from business associates that are like, "Hey, we're going to have somebody down there," mm-hmm. and and I don't know. I know the movies kind of reduced their presence a little bit there this year. I, it sounds like the gaming companies are kind of filling that void. Yeah. I mean, they were already ha- there to begin with, but even more so. I'd like to go as an attendee, though. I don't want to go exactly. for business because yeah. there are panels. And hey, last year, somebody got stabbed in the eye. I, I heard. It was amazing. <laughs> I would. That's not the one I want to attend. <laughs> I, I would not look even through just the. A little bit? Well, I would look through the program first and circle all the non-eye stabby ones <laughs> as as potential. I, no, I. I mean, there are definitely actors, actresses I would geek out over. Um, I've been fortunate to meet a few of them, and, and I try not to geek out, but there, there are a few I, I would go to the panel just to see them live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, w- I, I would probably, now that I've just now started getting into Doctor Who, I would probably start geeking out about Doctor go. Who that stuff. That is next on my to-do list. Yes. It really is. Like, Jerry uh, keeps beating that drum in the office, and I'm like, okay, because he got me he got me in a Stargate universe, that son of a gun, and uh that was I. I really liked liked it, and so like I mean I trust his judgment so much when he refers things to me. So I'm like, you gotta you gotta watch Doctor Who. You gotta watch Doctor Who. All right, all right, all right I'll get to it. Yeah, it's a brilliant I, drum. It really is. Yeah. I'll, and I'll tell you, the the first season with Christopher Eccleston's a little shaky, and then they find their feet when when David Tennant comes in. Yeah, and uh, it's shockingly there, good. There are so many shows like that where yeah. if you get through that that first half season where they're finding themselves, or first yeah. three quarter season. So I actually got into it. One of my coworkers started talk, talking about it constantly, and she kind of made me want to get into it anyway. And then um, I listened to a, a Nerdist podcast, actually, where he was talking with... It was a, a San Diego Comic-Con panel with uh, Chris Hardwick and Matt Smith and Karen Gillan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And after listening to that, I'm like, all right, I, I got to watch in. this show. And... Oh, now I'm hooked. Yeah, it's that, that that measurement of leisure time, right? Though <laughs> it yeah. is. It's, <laughs> We've burned through four seasons in two weeks. Uh, yeah, so, um, I would love to be able, like, just I don't don't worry about it, dude. If we want to order a drink, just order a drink. No, I know that. Okay, <laughs> I'll have. Um, no, uh, it's it's leisure time. Uh, Resources. I mean, like when when I actually have time to do something I want to do, unless it's something the wife is also like, and she watches, she does watch a lot of does watch a lot of sci-fi fantasy stuff with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Dwayne is here. Yeah, Dwayne is here. Dwayne's distracting. I love Dwayne. Um, uh, it's I, I try to play games. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so the TV shows tend to be the. The leisure activity. I don't give up the books. Yeah. Um, no. But it's so it's my it's books and video games. Uh, unfortunately, video games I'm tending to gravitate towards late lately are epic multi-hour. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. The, I mean that. Oh, I love oh, that game. God, that um, I, I just recently I took forever to get through the the undead. Or oh, undead uh, nightmare. Yeah, and I finally finished that. It took all. My effort not to go through and try to free every town from the zombies because I really wanted to because I'm a completionist, but I'm like, no, I got to move on. I finished yeah. the story. I got to go you, do something else. You got to just you can't. So what did I start playing? Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> oh, you poor bastard! <laughs> you I like sack. it. I like. Well, I don't like some of it, but yeah, it's, I I was in the mood for a really old school kind of RPG game. You and, should and try it's Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> oh God! See, what are you the, doing the, to him? The sad sack thing from you who flutters around games I can understand. Uh, yeah, this guy a three on the other side of the table. Eight hundred hours. Wow! <laughs> you Holy monster! Shit. 
Yeah, you're you're a beast, dude. That's <laughs> just this guy's incredible. gonna be like Silent Bob. Holy he's gonna finish shit. this guy at three, and he's gonna be able to levitate cigarettes in Jesus his hand. Jesus Christ! See, no, I he... thought I was bad because I like Mass Effect too. I had like eighty hours. No, what? that's he's that's, gonna finish. He's gonna have no that, purpose in that's life. That's Bush League, man. Like when once I pass that sixty hour mark on the clock, I start going. Jesus, this t- game is taking way too much of my time. <laughs> like I yeah. can completely just. I zone do that out when like I pass the tenth hour on the clock on a video game. I'm like, God damn, this is taking too like long. Like on a Saturday, <laughs> I can zone out and play for like five or six hours and not even think about it. Be like, oh yeah, I just went through an item world, no big deal. Uh, sixty geez. hours. That was the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> the tutorial's like I, thirty I'm find, minutes. I am finding <laughs> that is the case in Final Fantasy Thirteen <laughs> <laughs> when they're still introducing mechanics when I think I'm halfway through. Oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah. Basically, the world opens up about ninety percent of the way through the game. Yeah. There's a point where you get to where it's like, okay, everything's open and now go to the end. And you're like, yeah. what? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. We did talk about it later. So should we talk about packs? Yes. Uh, we can talk yeah. about packs we in don't a minute, have but to. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a uh, if you want kind of an old school like old school type game All that's right. really fun, you should play 3D Dot Game Heroes. I y- the game is so good. I've, uh, yeah. It's 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 been discussed yes. in the office. Yes. It's, good it's good things. Okay. It's really okay. fun. Maybe not okay. heroes. Okay. It depends on your. It depends on what you want. If oh you my want, god! If you this is a total to good star, opportunity to go. pimp something. Okay, pimp something. So we released an application called the Decidotron. <laughs> okay. Have you heard about this? I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah. It's a free app to download. Um, it it's partnered with Edar. So Edar is like the biggest metrics collector of all games. Yeah. Um, they collect all sorts of crazy metrics about every game that's ever been released. Uh, the scores. Whoa, different aspects of why it got a score and all sorts. So it ties in this database. So it, you, you put it in your library of games, and then you can actually even drill down and say what you liked about specific games, like what genres and things. And then it will generate lists of games you should try based on your personal preference. Weird. Hmm. So like wow. a game's Pandora almost. It, it's, it's exactly. Yeah. It, 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 very games similar. Games Project. Right? Yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, it doesn't give you the games, but right. it's... It's right there. <laughs> that, that would be damn nice. it. That'd be um, awesome. Yeah. No, if how... it was anything like Pandora, it would give you like a random level from a random game, and you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> "No." If it was like Pandora, Pandora it would give you a random Lincoln Park song, no matter what your yes. choice. Was. And somehow yes. it would end up back at Jack Johnson. I, it it's, just always does it's the algorithm. No, it's uh, yeah, it's a great uh, great way to go. Okay, it's, first, it's a great way to just kind of collect your library, mm-hmm. and and yeah. you know because. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if this ever happened to you. I recently bought a game that I had bought five years ago that I had forgotten that I had <laughs> bought. Yep. I have two copies of Earthbound. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, this happened to me. So um, just having a library there, but then on top of it, you sometimes you get to the point, yes, there are those of us that have stacks of still in the shrink wrap games that we haven't got to, uh-huh. but you'll get to, you know, I'm really in the mood for an old school RPG or I'd really like to play an FPS, but not just any FPS. Give me an FPS with these kind of features. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, it'll generate for you, and that's that's a project we launched just before PAX. Nice, um, we pimped it. So there we go. It, does that mean I'm like the official like You're going on the Conan show to show off the new movie? Yes. I'm gonna oh, set yeah. up the yep. clip. <laughs> that, hey, I'm. This is when the monkey started the hijinks. <laughs> does that mean that? Does that mean that we've made it? That's that right. We are, you know, we are now. You the are place on the where... official podcast circuit. Yes. 
Sweet. So it's. I it's, was surprised last it's night. You and Kevin Smith. That's it. That's <laughs> all that's left. I'll take it. You and the you and the Smodcast Empire. Yeah, I was surprised last night when when Greg Miller, who had done a shit ton of podcasts during the day, came in and looked at our setup, and he's like, "This is the most professional setup I've seen all yeah. day." I'm like, "Really?" I <laughs> this kind of I don't do setup? I don't do a lot <laughs> of podcasts, honestly. I mean, I've done a few. Um, mostly, I just Skype in, so I have no idea what they're doing. I need to learn your crazy modern technology so that I can figure that out for our show. First, uh, first you take two rocks. <laughs> yes. And you get them. To, see, I'm, yes. I'm trying to build it in Minecraft. And <laughs> eventually I'll end up with a mixer to podcast from in Minecraft. From within Minecraft. That would be, yeah. I, um, I, I, I want to be able to Skype in because I want to be able to do remote interviews with some people. Like You could uh, probably get some, some notable uh, industry yeah, folks yeah. if they don't have to leave the comfort of their own office. Yeah, absolutely. That would yeah, be definitely. cool. So, um, yeah, now, go, that I pimped. now that you've pimped, uh, let's talk about PAX. So what, what, is your, what is your moderation schedule been oh, this today year? Today was higher than most. Not the highest I've ever had. Um, I think I had eight. Uh, today? Not today. Oh, I was today, say. today was light. <laughs> today was only two. Um, so, first of all, we did launch a brand new show that you might not have heard of called PAX Dev. It actually took yes. place mm-hmm. two Wednesday, days. Wednesday and Thursday? Yeah, it was two days before PAX, and it was uh, only if you're a student or, or in the industry. It's like a mini GDC. There's, yeah, no press, though. No press, no PR, no biz dev folk. Good. So, it is nice. an opportunity for those in the industry to be able to talk a little more freely talk about trade not necessarily trade secrets but methodologies code tricks <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i do not always test my code and now but when i do I've i do it in something yeah, yeah. So i was going to say it's, uh, no that was that was <laughs> well going. done i was going to applaud that um so i did a panel there um and then yeah it, that was that was really interesting a lot of fun uh it, it, it being a new show, I, I think it was a success. The feedback I've heard is, is really good, so I'm good. pretty sure we'll do it again. Sweet. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, uh, yeah, if you're in the industry and you want to just kind of pick the brains of people that have been doing it for a long time and not, and really, I mean, some of the stuff I just eavesdropped on um, was incredible in terms of how to communicate to players, your mechanics and things. It was. It was. So you said no, no biz dev. No, no business. Well. Okay. Yeah, we don't want people there doing publishing deals. That's not the point. Okay, it's not. Right. Um, you give it one or two years before it outgrows whatever space you're in. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna, you know, that one. That one will kind of keep small. It's it's the it's always the, the the marketing and PR machines that tend to try to yeah. bigger and better and, and crazy. Is um, Paxis going to get one too? A Pax Dev? Yeah. I don't think so. Not currently. I don't. Oh, geez, you're killing me. You, you should, know that? You, you, yeah. know, you should split it all out. You should put Pax Dev in like Kansas. Chicago. <laughs> right? Like, I, under the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually there will be a Pax under the sea, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so there was that going Rouge. on. The, the, <laughs> not to bring us back on a task or anything. Uh, the, the one thing that consumed most of my energies this year was the. Uh, Live Dungeons and Dragons uh, yeah, Acquisition Inc. Uh, 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 stage show extravaganza. Um, I was basically the stage manager for that small play, uh, controlling all the moving pieces. Uh, you know, we we kind of because we this year we did it in a l- historic theater, um, the Paramount. It uh, we wanted to really make it more theatric than it was last year and. Uh, you know, full-on costumes and set entrances and lighting and so, music. So LARPing. 
Yeah, were basically the intro was all okay. LARP. That's what actually. <laughs> that's actually how I told people about it. I was kind of go. You think you think last year was cool? This year, extra LARP. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, Please tell me at some point somebody said I cast a magic missile in no, the no, darkness. No, not quite. We did have minstrels. We we had uh, we 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 uh, surprised everyone and hired Paul and Storm. Oh wow! And they custom and they custom wrote a bunch of like they have the, a, a critical hit song, and a critical miss and and uh, just all sorts of great stuff and yeah so like it started with just them on stage and no one was expecting them and they did a whole intro. Um, we're gonna it, we we live streamed it outside to not just in house to an overflow but to anyone on the internet who wanted to watch it nice. through, through uh, Wizards of the Coast hosted a, a site that you could go and watch it, um, which is exciting to me. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what the plans are. I'm not involved in those, but I mean, ideally, perhaps there's an opportunity down the road for those who can't actually physically come to PAX still experience a lot of the PAX content. The standing in line simulator. It's <laughs> 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 <Just> buffering. Buffering. <laughs> hey, Dwayne, will you go talk to your friends so I don't feel like they're standing around waiting to whack me? I, I think that's why they're here. <laughs> that, yeah. Sir. Is the mob moving in on your uh, podcast? It's kind of what it feels like. Uh, anyway, um, so anyway, that just took a lot of my energy, making sure everyone was where they needed to be and run through light cues and stuff. Although I did cross something off my bucket list, I got to stand on the Paramount stage with a microphone. Nice, that's pretty go. awesome. Now there was no audience in the door, just the tech people, but it was still pretty cool <laughs> to kind of that's be in that that theater and and kind of take control. So. Uh, God, that sounds that it was sounds so awesome. Fun. I don't know how we're going to top it. I, I, I hope I hope Wizards of the Coast wants to do something like that again. Um, I, I know the audience loved it. That those who got a chance to see it, and I'm sure you can once hire we release some it on the girls net, from the Vu to come in as nymphs. <laughs> that would saying. that would violate the wood nymphs or water nymphs. Violate their uh, yes. their booth babe <laughs> policy. Hey, sir. That, the Paramount Theater is not within the convention hall. That's true. That's true. So, and booth babes. Loophole start. I've heard stories of three separate instances of booth babes getting kicked out this year. We, you know, the rules are very clear. Uh, in, no, I'm in the exhibitor I'm packet, and and and, and um, they're always given options uh-huh. once they realize that they're in violation, and you know, it's it's usually worked out where everyone's okay. Please uh-huh. tell me the paddle machine is one of the options. Sorry. <laughs> 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 you know. If, being at Penny Arcade, I am free from most normal corporate restraints of public speech. I can't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> I win. Oh, nice. Mike and Jerry are allowed to say whatever they want. I, on the other hand, will toe the company line. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a, a lot of times it's just they, they don't realize. They're used to doing it yeah. the way the everyone pit. else does it. The NOS girls. And, and they don't bother to read our packet the which, fine print yeah which you know lists out the rules and regulations that make us a little different and so when we're made aware of a violation we just go and talk to them and they usually correct it yeah I, I know there was one group that were like hey those uh, outfits aren't good so they all went and put on jeans and then came back so it wasn't that big a deal it's just it's a big show and there's only so many of us so sometimes Things sometimes it takes Twitter for us to be aware. Oh, well, we need to go talk to these people. Yeah, I actually, that's what, one of the things I saw. I saw like an official PAX tweet where they're thanking people for tweeting them pictures of. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, because we, 
we want to stand by our policy. My per- um, oh, sorry. No, no problem. It's, it's just- no, I've said this. I've said this both previous shows. This this uh, this packs that I I have a lot of respect for the fact that you stick to your guns and are, you're like, you know, go. You've, you've set a policy forward and you're sticking to it and making people abide by yeah. it. And that's awesome. It's, yeah. it's hard because, like I mentioned before, they they're used to doing it. Yeah. The same way at every other show. And yeah. So it's, it's you, you have to market with something other than nudity. Yep. It's it's rough for some people to do. I understand. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's I mean, really who else, hard. Why would people want to drink nos? Yeah. Uh, uh, you got uh, me. Because uh, I, I have I don't, no idea what you're talking. About. All right. <laughs> None. Maybe they need to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> so then they drink nos. <laughs> So how was the show for you? That company line's just hitting you in the it's face just, tonight, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it is the paddle machine. It's the paddle. <laughs> My safety word is paddle machine. Actually, I think I, I probably said it on a previous podcast. Yeah, actually, I think you did. <laughs> I liked. Uh, I, I gotta say, one of the things that I liked this year more than anything was having a having the the kind of indie games room upstairs that was just like. So a, I've heard. Um, Different opinions. Like, people really liked it, and, and I think it helped draw more people up to that area. But I also heard some people were like, oh, it's too hidden. The PAX 10 yeah. was phenomenal. Oh, I, well, yeah, I mean, PAX 10 is always great. But, yeah, the, 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 the quality of titles this year was astounding to me. Yeah. I, they were all just fantastic and varied. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I so okay. not, not to step into advice no. mode, but, no. like, if, if I were going to see feedback. that same thing happen, happen next year... Um, the two theaters that are on that floor, mm-hmm. like that space would be ideal, right? Because you hit the top of the escalators and you're right there. Yep. You don't have to go around a corner. You don't have to go in this back area. But that all being said, I love the fact that it was that, that there was a space that was kind of dedicated to that and had all of these people kind of in their own like area where you could just go see all these indie games. Boot, boot, fucking hardware guys and like card house and shit out of there and just make it indie games, you know? Well, I mean, we, we do want to support indie games as much as possible. Um, you know, we got this and then the Boston Indie Showcase back in Boston for East. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we do the scholarship and, and there's, you know, just all sorts of things we're trying to do to help support support. And in fact, if you listening to this and you're an indie uh, dev, um, Jump on the website and contact the advertising email because uh, we we do give discounts to indie folk for advertising That's on the awesome. site as well. That's sweet. Um, that that means do you what was the gentleman that emailed us back when we did the show on? Um, oh yeah. Oh, uh, links. I think it's a uh, links awakening. And Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. We had a guy, I'll, I'll actually Eric, forward him on. I don't remember his name right off the top of my head, but we have a guy who's, who's developing an XPLA game who emailed the show. And, and he wants wants to get some publicity? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, I, of course, it all, now here's here's the big drawback. Even if you're indie, uh, Mike and Jerry still have to play it, yep. and they have to endorse it because we don't advertise anything we don't endorse. That's awesome. Um, you mean you don't in, wait. We don't. If you we don't, don't like your game, you endorse. No, that's right. Sorry, it sounds weird. Don't yeah, sorry. We don't. Yeah, we don't advertise anything. We don't. That's double negative. You're right. We have to endorse your game in order to advertise it. Ding. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it. And we've gotten a few, you know, smaller team games that they send in these games, and they're like, "We love your site, and we'd love to be on Penny Arcade, and we're such big fans." And then we play the game, and for whatever snuff. reason, it's just. Yeah, whether we don't think it'll click with our audience. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad game. It's got to be a multiple of factors. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, I've got to turn around and say no. Well, all they hear is Mike and Jerry doesn't like our game. Yeah. And I just feel so bad. Crushing. Um, 
but you know we do what we can. If they're if they're in yeah. the right mindset, then that should that should drive them to improve. Yeah, and and, and I right? always let them know that if they go back, I try to offer feedback where occasion. The problem is we can't. I can't offer like an in-depth evaluation on every game that we get submitted to advertise. Um, I wish I could. I try to give them a little direction, but again, caution them me. that this is just our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> So, how many submissions right do you get for, for uh, PAX 10? For PAX 10, it's yeah. probably close to 50, 60 ish games. Wow. Wow. Um, it's, it's quite a few, so, if yeah. not more. So, have you played all of the PAX 10 from this I year? I have. What's your favorite? Um, well, I'm not going to remember names. It's the one where you're the planet. Um, Solar oh, Sol yeah. Solaris? Or Solaris, Solaris 32, I think, or something Solaris like that. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that <laughs> I mean, I like them all. Just put that anywhere. I, I like them all. The uh, Universe Sandbox? No, that's or? not it. No, that's not it. Okay. But that's kind of what it is. Um, it's kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's like I played them all, but that was the one that I started playing and I kept playing. Yeah. Um, and But, I mean, it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. And I actually talked to the developer because two of the panels I host are um, PAX 10 panels where uh, developers will uh, come on the panel. I'm totally distracted by the guy giving I'm the sorry. stickers. No, not <laughs> you, the, the stickers. Um, stickers? For stuff? I don't know. I think okay. this is some sort of guerrilla marketing. I have no idea what's going yeah. on here, but that's okay. Professional <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, voice ET thing you just did there? I, I, I think it's ironic that he's advertising voiceover, and it was a completely silent marketing campaign on us. <laughs> 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 I think because he didn't... He was... He, because yeah, we he was, we he was trying to not to be rude, but still rude enough to put stickers on us. Um, <laughs> pay a voiceover the, artist uh, to do voiceovers for our free podcast, right? So I do Sorry, a panel. I spent my no voiceover problem. budget on my equipment. Thanks. I'll reset the scene. <laughs> okay. I do a pot, or we, I do a podcast. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I do a panel with the the Pax Ten devs. Uh, we break it up into two different panels, so there's only five on at a time. Um, and I, I talked to the guy that did the game and. and my one thing is, like, I didn't do any of the missions in the game. I just wanted to make my planet, my asteroid, bigger and turn into a planet. And then from a planet turn into... I just kept doing that and just going around and collecting materials and then fostering the life that was evolving. It was kind of like uh, asteroids meet Sim Earth. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, that was a part. And he goes, he goes, yeah, my missions are too hard. I play tested with hardcore gamers. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, that was that was the one. I mean, they're all good. I had actually played Jamestown uh -huh. three years ago at GDC. Oh, wow. Like I had a meeting with those Jamestown guys. Jamestown is great. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Like um, I told them at the time, you know, if I was in a position to publish their game, I totally would have. I'm I'm split between um, snapshot, snapshot, and Fez, and there is a fucking Dodge. Ghostbusters car outside. And uh, yeah, sorry. it's an Ecto wannabe. <laughs> it's, yeah, right. Get it, Ecto, Ecto wannabe. wannabe. That was good. Yeah, that was smooth. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I like uh, Fez. Fez is so good. Yeah, it's so much With, fun. What? Fez has been around for five years. Like I have a yeah, build on my computer me. from three years ago. Oh wow! Because oh, I know those guys. I mean, I've worked. I've talked with them about different projects and things in the past, and I'm glad to see it's finally. Reaching a culmination and getting out. Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, that, that's did, so. A lot, how much? How long did you play Antichamber? I didn't. Oh was, my was god! Was that the rotating? No, Antichamber was the psychological test. 
on the Unreal Engine? Mm-hmm. No, I never. Yeah, there's no win loss. Oh, wait a minute. Was, no, this, was no, this the one yeah. with the first the person one where you're like the leap and it's of like yeah, stuff. battle yeah. zone thing, but colors and it's wow, it'll trip you out. It, it is. It is not a game. I watched it, but I didn't get to play it. Oh, yeah, I, um, like, I when, when it's available, just download it and just mess with it for an hour. Okay, it'll blow you out. I mean, just crazy because it'll like. It, it, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It is the most indescribable game you could possibly imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll mess with you. So anyway, yes. Anyway, indie. what? We so, love the indie folks. Yeah. Yeah, we've been. I mean, it, all all yeah, three days, days here, yeah. we've been gushing about it. like, well, just keep going. Like, okay, hit the main floor. Yeah, I saw this, saw that. Okay, great swag from that. Fantastic. Okay, the indie room. You know, like, we just keep running back to that room. It's it's it's, it's full of success stories. I mean, Bastion. Bastion is was started yeah. on. I mean, I mean, they've been around, but I mean, they really. I, I like to take a little bit of credit for for being the conduit through which they they found their publisher, yeah, and and really exploded onto the scene. I remember seeing two years ago seeing Wakfu on the floor in a one little tiny like one console like stand Is it back the in the Enix corner. One? Yeah. yeah, back yeah. in a corner and being like, this game is gorgeous and it's so much fun to play. And then this year I walk in and see it, you know, ten consoles in the Square Enix booth, yeah. and I'm like, yes, that's that's we we it. we really try to foster that. This is an E3 reference, the Kenshia Hall type <laughs> okay. of you know. So it, it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. So those who got E3, there used to be before it died uh, the first time. Um. The, this hall that was down in the basement of the convention center, LA Convention Center, called Kenshia, and that's where they kind of threw everything else. But there'd yep. always be the one or two just wow golden. I mean, that's where Rock Band came from. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, Guitar Hero. Right. Back then, and there, there's always been some. So we try to find those golden nuggets, those diamonds of of what you would normally find in a Kenshia, mm-hmm. and and let them get a little more visibility. Flourish. Well, there was so, then, so so then next year, if you want to get that feeling, you should put the indie games room back where the tabletop tournament room is in the bowels of the building, <laughs> back around oh, some I crazy never made it back there. It is. I spent the entire day there today. Was, was I, it fun? I, I had a blast. Okay. I was playing War Machine all day. A uh, buddy of mine and I. Went God, in, we yeah, I, I I love Seattle, but I, I just I wish the convention center could magically increase in size. God, yes. Um, because the tabletop area at East is awesome. I mean, it's huge and open. And it was the first time in, like, any PAX I've attended, I had a chance to just kind of free roam it. Yeah. Um, uh, as much, it kind of, it doesn't put it to shame. It's just, it's just the space is more conducive. Con- yeah, conducive right. to, to, uh, to tabletop. So, uh, like, I was planning with a friend of mine since uh, about a week before PAX. We were going to play a couple games of War Machine. I felt really bad because the privateer press guys are they're in this back corner that no one knows where it is. They're like, here, we bought signs on Thursday because we realized how far back we were. And it was just crazy. That is the thing about this convention center is that it's got so much space, but it's all, it's it's all like folded in on itself. Yeah, it's, it's like a labyrinth. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember. I, w- I did live in Seattle when it was being built and what a big deal it was. And to maximize space, they were building it over the freeway. Right. And so I think they were limited by where their plot of land was. I sure. Mean, the yeah. annex is opened. The, excuse me, that's given us some more room. I know they've talked about expansion with the state government. 
you know, you know how but these things take. Work. I mean, they're they're going to take a long time to, to come. Yeah, to play, I so. mean, you know, we've expanded out to the Sheraton to you know the ballrooms that are there. That's, we'll that's pretty finding space. That's pretty common, though. Yeah, I mean, con, I mean, cons in general, as they get bigger, the ho- surrounding hotels, hotels start, start having more of an. Yeah, influence. it's still it's not optimal, right? It's it yeah. still would be love. I mean, that's the, the the space in Boston. Fortunately, I think it's the largest convention center on the East Coast, and nice. and we still have a lot of. I mean, we we hit the attendance number that Prime normally hits. Yeah, yeah, and still only used. I mean, we still have another quarter of the building we could have used. I think. Wow. Um, a lot of extra f- square footage. Don't move it out of Seattle. I'll be well, fucking I, Seattle's pissed our at you home. guys. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't, you know, never say never. I'm not in charge of that decision, but the, the odds of us ever leaving Seattle are very slim. Good. Very, awesome. Very slim. Good, because yeah. we, we had that discussion about the possibility of you guys, and we're like, where would they even go? L.A.? Fuck that. Uh, no, one, <laughs> yeah. no one likes L.A. I don't even think people that live in L.A. like L.A. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes L.A. I was in L.A. last year, and it was amazing because it was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't go that far. Now, I will say no, this. I will. Was, I will say fantastic. this. We, we held the Child's Play, uh, the first ever Child's Play golf tournament right before E3. Right. And it was in Pasadena. Um, it was the mm. first time I had gotten outside, like really outside L.A. And Pasadena was gorgeous. We, it was a yeah. golf course right by the Rose Bowl. And it wasn't too hot. You know, thankfully we were blessed by some, some weather. It wasn't too hot or humid. And... It was a gorgeous day and, and a great. I don't golf. I just rode around in the golf cart and made sure everyone had fluid. <laughs> drinks. That's, um, that's that. That is and, golfing. Yeah, I mean. and, and you know, it's it was it was a fun time. We're going to do it again here. Uh, so, if any of you are listening and are, are golfers and are going to be down in the L.A. area around E3, uh, I think it's. I don't. We haven't announced dates yet. Um, you know, sign up for the golf tournament. And your uh, percentage of your your tee fee goes to Child's Play. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Sweet. That's really cool. It's a lot of fun. So what other panels did you moderate? I know you did the I, – I, I thought yesterday that I had missed the Pitch Your Game panel oh, and yeah. lucked out and found out that it was actually it's today. today. So, uh, Yeah, so, okay, it's, I'll see if I can remember. I, we talked about the Pakistan panels. I did the Agony of Writing in RPGs. It wasn't our panel, but I got asked to moderate it because they wanted to moderate And that was really interesting, um, just talking about methodologies and, and voiceover versus written and, and – uh, uh, you know how you plan for all the different branching po- potentials of which party members are with you, which decisions you've made, mm-hmm. and especially in a game like Fallout, where you could be their their quote the human flamethrower and torch everyone, every other NPC. Everyone in the world. burns. Um, and how you compensate for that in storytelling. Very interesting panel. Uh, I did one for PATV with the film crew, so anyone who wanted to come like. Uh, talk to the film crew about how they film PATV and, and get some behind the scenes stories of what goes on at the office cool. uh, there was that one uh, my mind's like the picture game a little, little tired one. are we I could probably check my schedule what, what, was, what was the best <laughs> game that was pitched uh, the one that won was a combination of um, how do I put this Scrabble and a first person shooter that that was <laughs> I like that idea. I do too. That's so why it won. Word blaster? No, no, no. Sort it of. It's so you basically instead of like flag points, you have like these word walls you have to capture, and that's how you power up your gun is by shooting the letters to spell things. And it's a disestablishment. On, yeah, yeah. And so like that would give BFG you the BFG. 9, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then you go that. So I I thought the concept was really unique, and I'm a huge fan of genre mashing. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, like all my favorite games are these ones, like a you know, puzzle quest. You know, you're you're mixing these two genres to make one fantastic game. Uh, the the <laughs> that also generated for me like I was dying laughing when you were like the. Do you understand the Venn diagram of first-person shooter players and people who can spell? <laughs> I was like, I died, man. Was, I'm glad. Was there was no overlap. None. It's just two circles. It's not a Venn diagram. <laughs> on, on one hand, you have Luke who's like flipping through a dictionary slowly like, mm-hmm. Juxtapose. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. I, don't, I don't often... Um, I never know when what liner one liners are going to come out of there. Uh, oh, and the other panel I, I did and always do is uh, one of all the the concert folks, all the musical guests. Oh, cool. So oh, that cool. one's kind of it, yeah. It's always chaotic though because you've got a bunch of A list personality, not just no A type personalities where they're all funny one liner. And I lose control of that panel quicker than any other panel. It, it just, just goes go, downhill. Like it just super goes. Quick. I mean, because I can't. It's hard to rate in when you've got everyone trying to one up each other. And, oh, yeah. But that's part of what the audience is there to see. So it's finding that balance of. How, how much do I let them get that, but also letting the people who want to ask a question get something in. So yeah. I was so fun. stoked because I got to meet the proto-men for the first time yesterday. Oh, those guys are so funny. I, oh, my God. Like, I really uh, – like, so I've been a big fan of theirs for about five years. Yeah. And I was going to go to the concert on Friday night, and I was just too tired, and I'd been drinking for far too long when their door, the doors opened for it. I was like, I'm going home. I can't do it. I'm, mm-hmm. I would pass out in the concert hall and be done. And then uh, a buddy of mine texted me yesterday. He's like, "Yeah, the Proto Men are in the Jam Space, and they're uh, they're selling swag and stuff. If you want to come meet them, I think I was there 45 seconds later. Like I just beeline straight <laughs> yeah. to the Jam those Space. Those guys have those guys are super funny. <laughs> I just see like this cloud of papers in the air, and you just very <laughs> Warner Brothers. It, like, it took every little possible little human bit of my being <laughs> to not be like, "Oh my God, you guys are amazing! Oh my God, give me all the stuff, all oh, the posters, the shirts, and the." Sweaters and the CDs and the, that record. Oh my god! I bought. Oh, oh. no! I was just like, okay, guys, you guys do really amazing music. Thank you very much. Well, May I please have a poster and a T-shirt, and I won't scream like a little girl at that you. It goes back to that Northwest mentality. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. don't want to be too pushy. You know, you overly polite. I'm, I'm a grown damn man. I am not going to be like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a chest. I will Depends tell on who. They're huh? awesome, but I'm not going to be like. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I've I've had moments where I've really wanted. To, when I met Nathan Fillion, I really wanted okay, to freak the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be. I was really hard for me. So when I when I went up and told him, and this is true. I mean, I went up and I shook his hand and I said, "Hey, I just want to say I really love and appreciate your stuff. I especially really love Castle. And this is true. I love Castle. I, love I went that show. That's just stuff. That's okay. I love Castle. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like it ended up like. Unintentionally creepy, you like no, no. Behind him, you're like, he could not have penis. (laughs) (laughs) He could. (laughs) (laughs) He probably gets that all the time. (laughs) No, he could not have been nicer. He was super nice. Um, So you know, I I just I didn't ask for the picture. I just gave him the handshake and just said, I hope you continue to make it as long as you want to keep making it. I thought that was the nicest thing I'd say, and just then just kind of backed off and stalked him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like going to sleep at night. You're like behind one of the curtains in his hotel his room. You're just like, oh, yeah, it precious. was. That, I think that's the closest. If I ever Scott saw Scott Bakula, I would freak the fuck out. I think oh, that's, sure. that's why I was a Quantum Leap. We talked about this before. I was a Quantum Leap fan, hardcore. Like I, I actually watched all of Enterprise and enjoyed it oh, <laughs> because you know of what? Scott Bakula. I own all of Enterprise yeah, and enjoy. See, it. So, I like Scott you know Bakula. I like Scott Bakula. Don't get me wrong. I there were parts of that show that. 
there were ideas that were. I even watched episodes of Designing Women. He was on. Really? Wow. (laughs) That's that's a man crush. That's not fandom. That is a. See, he had a. Okay, never mind. (laughs) I'll never be invited back on this podcast again. Actually, I was a question about the the um, uh, the RPG panel. Mm-hmm. Did they in that? I didn't get a chance to go to it, but did they talk at all about not just the 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 the, uh, the technical structures, but the actual content that they were talking about? Like instead of getting away from this good evil yes. chaotic good, but actually making yes real gray choices. Um, yes, uh, there the, there was a whole line of discussion about uh, moral ambiguity and and. Um, the problem is, is that gamers have been trained for win conditions. Sure. Um, yeah. And it's it's really hard. And, and in fact, the point was made that even when you choose, I'm going down the evil path, you still end up being the hero that saves the world. Right. right. Um, Infamous because, is a good example of yeah, that. Uh, well, yeah. uh, Fable, uh, Mass Effect. Yeah, you, not Catherine. You are the renegade. No, you're still saving the world or the yeah. universe or whatever it is. And um, it, it's a lot of it has to do with whenever a game tries at all to give you a situation where you're not necessarily given the win condition and it, it gets it doesn't sell it doesn't it, 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 you know it gets lambasted in the press it just, sure it's, it's unfortunately to some degree as con- either we've been trained as consumers and then in turn the consumers have dictated mm-hmm. to the game mm-hmm. developers we expect certain stereotypes and or win conditions sure um, in our games and if we don't get those, um, you know, it's 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 a lot harder to be successful, and especially on an RPG budget, right? It's really hard to recoup that money if you aren't yeah. successful. Yeah. And I think uh, that I mean I think there's a a, a a vast amount of that that I agree with. I also kind of look at like I look at some of the the new shows that are starting to come up on like Showtime and like the Borgias yeah. and Game of Thrones as examples where there is moral ambiguity to a big extent and these are really popular shows. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll happen. Um, okay. I think it'll take... We're another generation or two away from Yeah, it'll, it'll take someone doing it successful yeah. Yeah. for the first time. Yeah. No one's figured out how to do it Catherine. yet. Catherine's not good and evil. It's freedom and Catherine's order. getting close, yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah. It's and you have, oh, shit, you haven't finished though, it yet, have you? To be I, I have not yet. 200,000 copies in the first week? It's yeah, it's, it's, it's the most successful game for that publisher. Uh, yeah. That's fair. Um, that's fair. So, but I don't know. It's it's not EA numbers, right? It's not EA's not right. going to turn around and tell BioWare, okay, now we're going to spend $10 million for a five-year dev cycle on a moral ambiguity story. I'll, I'll tell you, I think one of the games that I can point out that has... In my opinion, the closest to morally ambiguous choices is Heavy Rain, because there are choices in that game that. Why do we come back to this? I remember this, this conversation. Was last year. <laughs> last year too. Yeah. Are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> <laughs> so from Heavy Rain, we went into uh, the, road. the road. Yeah, and closet it, game development. I don't want to. <laughs> And we've repeated the conversation, so let's move on. No, I agree. There are definitely choices in that game that you, you just, but you don't you know, know whether it's. Yeah, I, that is not. You're not. You're not necessarily because the choices and that game. It's because the consequences of your choices are are vague. Right. right. You you honestly don't know what the outcome is going to be from making what you think maybe might be fairly minor choices mm-hmm. fairly early mm-hmm. on. I would say all the major choices in that game 
granted, I didn't finish it. <laughs> All the major choices are pretty obvious which one's the correct one and which one's the not-so-correct one. Yeah, but there's a difference between correct and not correct as far as the game flow is concerned and whether the morality of the choice is good or, or bad, right? I can't I believe mean, this conversation is happening in the mental state that I am in because <laughs> I am having such a hard time following it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're, we're I have a hard really, time following morality. Really tired, you saved the kid. Oh, Jesus so we're just Christ. Gonna, we're, that makes it a much every game. It would have ended after the first chapter. <laughs> Jason, Jason! Jason! Hey, there you are! All right! <laughs> Never mind! We're gonna... Hey! I found him! It's we a, can save our marriage! Rainbows. <laughs> it's just like, you know, butterflies going by. Hey, I, I, found you, just... I found you long before you actually got outside the mall to the street. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Wait, Dwayne's not played it. I'm seeing no reaction. I'm smiling and nodding. I haven't played it yet. No. Yeah. It's it's this. Well, you're the, you're the PS3 guy. It's it, in my opinion, the second reason to own a PS3. Yeah. The first being Uncharted. Uncharted. That's fair. I'll, I'll give it that because the Uncharted is probably my favorite games on that on that system. Like, and and oddly enough, people people rag on me for this, but I think second second like. Equal with un- the Uncharted series Ratchet for me Clank. is Ratchet and Clank uh, Future Two. A Crack in Time I, yeah. is one I got, of the best. I got games burned out on that blockers? genre. What clock blockers? <laughs> yes, I, I haven't played them because I'm I, I'm a little burned out on that genre. Yeah, yeah. The the platform team up puzzle uh-huh. genre, um, probably because of years of playing rare games, and I know it's probably far superior. To those old, Extremely yeah, superior. So, but I, I just I got burned out on that whole genre because of QA and having to do Banjo Kazooie and, oh. and Donkey Kong Country and all of those. Well, QA and games like that will yeah, definitely yeah, burn just, you out yeah, on the genre. I just I like when I have a game to play. That is not the first genre. Hey, I hey go Jeff, to. let's play a game. I'm going to say a sentence and let's see if you can follow it up. I am the great and mighty Pooh. <laughs> you. <laughs> you got it one. And you did it. That is the end of that sentence. <laughs> it's the unedited, vo- unedited oh, version, kids. Oh, Jesus Christ. So I was actually on, you know, fuck it, I've been away from Nintendo long enough, they don't care. Yeah. I was on the, it was, they had no idea what to do the fucking Conquer IP. None. None. <laughs> because they turn around and release that, and then they do Conquer on Game Boy. That's like an E for everybody. It's the most tame, yeah. little stupid side-scrolling adventure game. I remember that game. Conquer's actually. nutless I, for a day. Con- it's just Conquer, like... Conquer on Game Boy. I was on the test theme for that. It was you know old DMG. I don't. It might have been Game Boy Color too, because that was when we launched the Game Boy Color. Um, <laughs> I like how you, the air quotes just made that. Yeah, no, not no, good for no, radio, no, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah, awesome yeah. for us. It, it, it was in color. It's you so, don't have to quote around so it like it wasn't. <laughs> We, we all saw it. It was the color. Game, the Game Boy kind of yeah, RGB. But it wasn't really. It was, like, it was like the really bad paint programs you give to toddlers <laughs> where where the original DMG or, oh boy, the, it's the original Game Boy screen dot matrix, and it's like, I'm going to touch this palette color and then touch <laughs> this sprite. Oh, look, there it fills in. I have to I'm make a touch, line. Because most of those Game Boy Color games were backwards compatible. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> so it's it was like they now. might as well have put cellophane on the screen and it would have been the same <laughs> thing. My favorite, my favorite thing was always plugging original Game Boy games into the Game Boy Color and just seeing how it would 
out randomly. how would it interpret the colors? <laughs> what, what, how do you well, apparently every about? human looks like a Simpsons character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I, yeah, uh, so anyway. I don't know. Right, 90. So they Walk had no five. idea, and then they try to repurpose it, and then what's funny is Microsoft didn't learn from that lesson. And no, they, they buy Rare, and they turn around and do the same thing. I got no idea what to do with Conquer. Yeah. I never, play, I never played Conquer on the Xbox. So I, I didn't either. Know. It was okay. It was well, the it was same game. It was just a game. rehash, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, with multiplayer. Yeah. Because that's what it needed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now I will say that there were moments <laughs> in the game that were good and funny. And, and the saving Ra- Private Ryan segment yeah, with the yeah. teddy bears storming the Normandy well, that beaches. Was that was genius. But, um, Fluff everywhere. You know, it was every other rare game made. It was go through this level. Oh, wait, now go back through this level to collect yeah. the 20 other pieces. Oh, wait, let's go through this level again to collect the five extra special pieces with the new character that you got three levels later. Yeah. Yep. I, I just, I, that's yeah. why I'm burned out. Fucking Donkey Kong Country. Jesus. Now, yeah. No. There we go. No, we covered it on After the Fact. I like Je- you cannot go back to it. No. Hidden Gem. Jet Force Gemini. Absolutely. That was probably my favorite N64 game. Like Jet Force Gemini. I was actually really on the test decent. team, and I'm saying Jet Force Gemini is a pretty good game. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very unique game, and it was a rare game, and it was it's a third-person kind of shooter. Um. It's, yeah, it was good. It's, it's very unique. When did I that come out? Because I think by that point I'd probably played right all the in the middle of that N64 life cycle. Oh, okay, that was probably about right the point in the where middle. I was it wasn't to towards the end, but it was right in the middle because one of the last games I test before I moved to product development. Oh, okay, yeah, that was probably about the point where I'm sitting there like I can only play GoldenEye for so much, and you know, you never played GoldenEye as a drinking game, did you? <laughs> I never played GoldenEye as a drinking game. How do you play GoldenEye as a drinking game? You die, you take a you shot. You die, you take oh, a shot. Jesus. Christ. And what really gets fun is when you do, you're just like, okay, we have a bottle of vodka, golden gun mode. Okay. Oh God. So I got everyone. Alcohol poisoning mode is yes. what that's you, called. You, yes. you use beer, not vodka, not hard liquor. <laughs> you use beer. You At the time, up. I didn't live that far away from Harborview, sir. So we used vodka. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the medical assistance was just right around the corner. Yes. Uh, I don't know if the story is at all mode. relevant. Yes. Um, so, golden eye to perfect dark. Um, which I was on the test team for as well, uh, you learn where all the spawn points are in the multiplayer missions. Okay. So I started talking shit to a friend of mine. It's like, I'm going to kick your ass in this game, multiplayer. I'm totally going to kick your ass. So we sat down to play, and I went and got proximity mines and bombed all all (laughs) the the spawn points. The problem was I accidentally died first. Oh. So the next, I kid you not, the next minute and a half, boom, Jeff has committed suicide. Boom, Jeff has committed suicide. <laughs> boom, Jeff has committed suicide because I kept spawning in all my booby trap spawn points. I lost like negative 10 to 1. Jeff, Jeff Callis, pseudo Machiavellian, uh, that was it. perfect dark player. Yeah, so. Was that line from the prince? Everything is going to go great until you take the risk that makes everything go wrong. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That stupid story just got very profound. <laughs> <laughs> Some deep shit. Wow! A whole new level. Have you gotten a chance to do anything other than moderate panels while you? Uh, I saw the final round of the Omegathon. What was the last game? Legend of Zelda competitively. To what? get what? 
so what it was is um, they at first they were each told to pick a spirit guide and they were each allowed to pick a former someone who'd been eliminated to guide them and they came up on stage and then they revealed it and it was whoever can find the first now see we've all played it so we know this is easy but these, you know, all these new young gamers that never played the classics. Please tell me it was whoever can find the sword first. It was whoever could find the first, get to the first Triforce the fastest. Oh. And <laughs> nice. their their assistant was given an FAQ. Their their spirit guide. Okay. Um, uh, unfortunately, the FAQ is not the fastest way because it tells you how to go get the compass. You go oh, okay. yeah. And so how it, to get the map. You go north. Like and every three, small key, yeah. So, rooms? so, yeah. I, yeah. And it ended up they the one guy died twice, but they both ended up at the dragon boss at the same time. Wow, nice. Um, so yeah, that was it was it was pretty epic. It was really cool though to have the stage come up and the music, yeah, the Zelda music just fill the twenty fifth anniversary. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know how Mike and Jerry come up with the Omegathon ideas because I would I would have run out of ideas five packs ago. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know what next is skeet shooting. I you know. <laughs> next year, I would own at that. <laughs> next year, Metroid. That's so all these FPSs, and then the last one is Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Oh, competitive Duck Hunt. Did the bad. first Omegathon end in Pong? The very first one was like a Pong on original Pong machine because the technical issues mm-hmm. were so bad. We literally had someone. Like standing behind the TV, trying to make sure the RF cable didn't <laughs> fall out. Wow! Yeah, it was oh, pretty that's crazy. So, what did they win? Uh, uh, ex- well, no, a trip passes to Tokyo Game Show and five thousand bucks. Nice. So, that's trip to Japan, airfare, hotel, trip to the show, and five thousand bucks spending cash. That's cool. Um, Damn, that'll the guy who's like- second runner-up gets to come back next year as an Omega Thought. Nice. Oh, that's so, pretty sweet. So we had one guy who lost twice in a row in the final event, oh. and so he he this year he lost in uh, Bananagrams <laughs> as one of the events. <laughs> so he didn't get to that, you know. But uh, no yeah, free trip back for you. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. It's, it was, how were how were the folks chosen for that? Uh, pr- uh, anyone, anyone who uh, pre-registers for packs is randomly chosen, and you get a oh, random cool. call. Nice. And nice. Uh, it's, it's, it's Mike and Jerry calling you up saying, hey, do you want to be an Omega Knot? What happens if you don't answer? You don't You're go. You're fucked. <laughs> they go down the list. It's happened. That's yeah. great. The problem is is that they block the phone number so you can't see the Penny Arcade come up on the caller ID. That's really funny. Yeah. Oh, that would be terrible for me because when I see blocked on my phone, don't I don't answer, answer I don't either. most of the time. I would not be an Omega Knot. Oh, wow. But then again, you know, that's cool. And, and occasionally you'll, you'll end up with someone who's pre-registered who maybe it's like um, a friend of somebody who's going and bought tickets and doesn't have any idea who Penny Arcade is. Yeah. Oh, wow. That happens occasionally, too. And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be in a Meganaut? What? Where's? No, what? Johnny's not here. <laughs> and you get my number. I, uh, I... I don't know if I'd even do very well in an Omegathon because I'm 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 a There's, prolific gamer, but I'm not a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I, not, I, I, right? I agree. Like, you are not. No. Is <laughs> the first round poker? That, oh no, because oh. I know he's not. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> we haven't had a chance to play together in a while, Luke. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to take some more. L- last your time money. I played against Luke, I distinctly remember bullying him a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Whatever. 
problem, do something the problem is with, with, when Luke's in an amateur game, he gets impatient with the amateur. I really do. <laughs> yeah. So just play like an amateur. <laughs> just, I've got two cards. I'm going all in. Just, what are they? I don't know. They're two cards. One's got a number. All, one doesn't. All you They're have not to even do, the same color. It doesn't have to be the final. All you have to, oh, I'm giving away your, your thing. I don't even know if this is accurate because it's been a long time. All you need to do is bad beat him once at a decent sized pot, not the biggest pot. Oh yeah, the, no. Okay, as an I amateur, have, I have grown as an out amateur. of that. Okay, I believe been over that a year I have grown out of that. Yes, a half year. There, there was a time. There was a time when I would, I would tilt like a motherfucker. Yes, you would. Where somebody <laughs> would do something to me. Like there was, there was once where I just about throttled somebody over a table and like stormed out of his house because we were playing heads up and he he was all in I had him all in five times in a row and he just kept back out every and time kept sucking out and I I like stormed out of his house I was crying the, no <laughs> that's my job <laughs> my I shit you not my wife the only reason I didn't flip the fucking poker table over is because my wife was there like dealing so I, I hit her like, instead <laughs> <laughs> my god Christina I hate you <laughs> why did you let him suck out like that your fault. <laughs> How can you flop an ace? God, I Which team are you on? Lose at poker and turn into the Ike Turner. Spousal abuse podcast. <laughs> spousal abuse for amateurs podcast. Is it wouldn't that? be so bad, except he keeps wearing these sleeveless white tank tops. Yes. That's <laughs> oh. my. It's my. It's my. You know. It's, it's comfortable. It's leisure wear. It's comfortable. And no pants. <laughs> Why would I wear pants when I got boxers? I didn't. Know. That would totally psych somebody out of the poker table. I promise you, no matter what they have, if they call you and you take off your pants, you just won that round. <laughs> just won that round. I know I have the biggest pair. <laughs> well done, sir. All right. If there's one thing I can do, it's sexual innuendo. <laughs> Jeff, after dark. Unfortunately, it's the only part of sex I can do well. <laughs> All right. Now, do I do I? We go are the, mature. The back yes. to back episodes where you're the guest, where I make comments about your wife. No, I'm gonna let that one go for now. <laughs> uh, At least she's finding happiness somewhere. <laughs> wow. Jesus, dude. Oh my god. For those you're of you that are not yet married, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're next. Uh, I uh, I do have to go soon. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. Oh, I know because I started, started early. I just got we got here. started early so that I could try to get food earlier in dinner with people that I promised dinner with. But I had a convention or something going on around here. I don't know. I, and and the problem is the long the, the later I stay here, the later it means I have to stay taking things down. There's this whole part that no one ever sees at PAX where we take everything down and pack it up and ship it away and pack. I've been involved in trucks. that at yeah, cons before and breakdown. Oh yeah. Like, Breakdown's so. always faster than setup, but it's still a logistic nightmare. It yeah. is a logistic, and nothing ever, like, it, 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 I mean, for tearing down a con I've never done, but tearing down several theater sets, there's yeah. always stuff that gets missed. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. Always, at a, at a con, stuff. the vast majority, like, there's a, there's a lot more, like, union work involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's more about logistics, like, especially with the Expo yeah. Hall and stuff. It's You have to take certain booths down first because of the size of things yeah. to right. clear walkways for other things. Speaking sure. of the size of things, I actually want to see if, I, if you can confirm or deny this. You might not even know, but this year it felt distinctly like there were fewer 
overall booths in the main exhibit hall because they were larger. Um, there was a lot of giant fucking booths in there this year. So the we actually had that was Warner Brothers. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I I know that several companies actually bought multiple booths to to right. specify to 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 market specific games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So you know there was EA had a Battlefield Three booth mm-hmm. and an SSX booth and um, things like that. Well, um, I know that um, like the Bethesda booth was ginormous and yeah. which. By the way, I, I said this last night, I'm going to say it again. Kudos to Bethesda for having so, so much open space in their booth so that when they did the giveaways and yeah. stuff, it, it, didn't didn't block, uh, it didn't block the aisles. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's up to individual exhibitor. Um, all the exhibitors have access to their order forms at the same time. And yeah. it, it's up to them to push it through whatever their bureaucracy is to get the approvals yeah. so that they can get space. Yeah. I don't know. It just it's sell out very fast. It was one of those things where I, walking through the hall, I felt like I saw everything sooner in the show than than I normally would have. Only because they're just it just felt especially like there's a lot of stuff on the periphery yeah. that's a lot smaller, but the the booths in the main part of the hall were just all fucking epic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not I don't, that I'm disagreeing. Yeah, not that I don't, I don't, I don't like it. You know, just yeah, like, I don't know what it, if that's a sign that as as PAX has become more important to these exhibitors. They yeah. bring out their their A game a little more. Yeah, this certainly uh, seemed like it. Like y- yeah, the yeah. I mean, you definitely um, you go to enough of these shows and you see, you know, they're bringing their E three sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, that's to kind of where it's like that. I mean, Wizards of the Coast even, but they brought the set that they had set up at Gen Con. They had it yeah. configured slightly differently yeah, than yeah, they yeah, did yeah, at Gen to, Con, to but it space. was. Sure. But they definitely had you know their they had their full magic area and they had their castle for their Neverwinter stuff. And yeah, yeah. So, did Privateer Press have their setup at Gen yeah. Con as well? The yeah. Same one. Same one. It was actually and actually it was the same size here as it was at Gen Con. They didn't they didn't make it any smaller. As to I was the really best happy of my knowledge. With most of their booth. I would have liked to have seen more models. Yeah, but what can you do? I even thought it was kind of cool. Like you had uh, like companies like Nintendo where they were. They had their booth with all their, you know, their usual stuff, right? And then they bought other areas in the con, like yeah, you know, yeah. well, Nintendo had the infection pillow area, but, yeah. but <laughs> everywhere else, like you'd see companies this just is a scattered to around. Something I have not heard. Oh, I the, mean, I, uh, I know the they have the sacks. little lounges. Yeah. What'd you call it? <laughs> They're like little infection pillows, like <laughs> like infection <laughs> pillows. Yeah, infection. You like, would call them like, bean bags. I cough on the pillow. You now lay oh, on it. And I now, thought you said they were affection, affection pillows, <laughs> and that's the name of a series of movies I have. <laughs> so I was confused. <laughs> affection pillows, idea, volume one through ten. I, yeah, I've okay. seen that anime. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. That Debbie does you or Debbie does Pax YouTube sensation <laughs> that we were talking about. Never. Yeah. The infection pillows. Yeah, I, that was cool. Nintendo like had. Two separate like out like areas like that. Yeah, they we, had the handheld lounge, and then yeah. they had the other area with all we the stuff. We try to maximize like, the space. You, we've mentioned yeah. before the way that yeah. the, the convention per- center is configured. I loved the connect broom closet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 the connect broom the, closet. The, the, the fire oh, well, the firefall bathroom was pretty yeah. cool too. Well, uh, you, you mean the uh, oh god, wait, what was it? It was uh, prototype two. 
Did yeah. you see those stickers? I've, yeah. I've heard. <laughs> there was there were stickers up along the sides I've, of all the escalators. Oh yeah. I, the, I don't even remember what game it was. The for. escalator. It was Firefall. Cleans, it, was Firefall. It, was Firefall. it was Firefall. Yeah. Firefall. Yeah, the, Firefall I, I remember it everywhere. Seeing, yeah, it was. Starcraft? I think it's ironic that the last word you see as you fall down the escalator is fall. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, we what called that. Oh god. <laughs> No, I, I saw these signs when I was getting onto the escalator that says, don't touch the escalator graphics. And that was the first time I saw that there were escalator graphics. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's, that's brilliant. That's because you, you were lucky enough not to fall. <laughs> so the first thing I thought when I saw Firefall was StarCraft. It, that logo looks so much yeah. like a StarCraft I've, I heard a lot of good buzz about it, though. Like People that watched the game or played it. Seem to like it. I'd be fine know. if it was a single. It was enjoyable. Player. I mean, it, okay. it didn't really jump out at me. As I, 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 I'm more of a when I go through FPSs, I'm more of a. I love playing co-op and I love the single-player campaigns. And I'm not. I don't jump it up You're and down a, for yeah, the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm the same way. Um, I, I, I think it, it has real potential. Okay. I, I'm not sold yet, but I'm yeah. but I'm intrigued. I, I, I never, peaked. I never know. I, I, I mean, when I go to the Expo Hall floor, it's like, hey, I want to go see this company and this person at this company, right. not necessarily to see the games. Yeah. Uh, I heard Skyrim got a lot of great buzz. Yeah. yeah. Um, Skyrim was fun. I'm not, a, I'm yeah. not, a, I'm not a fan of those style of games. So, like Beth- Bethesda's RPGs just don't interest me at all. So I, tr- I tried to really get into Morrowind, but I. I oh, just, it, was it was so boring. World. And so brown. I, I think the, I think the, 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 hey, the biggest the statement... Gray spliced in with that brown. <laughs> I, I think the biggest statement you can make about it is that for those of us that enjoy those kind of... Because I do oh, love yeah, those yeah, big yeah. sandbox, do whatever I want. It, it was great. It was it was something that the dragon was beat cool. Oblivion. But it didn't cross out of that. It, I would not be able to get Luke and Andy interested in Skyrim. See, I like, I like sandbox... Um, Except, uh, you know, Red Dead's the perfect example. I like oh, Sandbox yeah. with a very clear mission path. Yes, sure. Um, yeah. Sandbox that's too open is ultra crazy. So yeah. I like so Grand, no Minecraft for Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, wonderful sandbox scene. Yes. Grand Theft Auto 4, overwhelming. Yes. Uh, I stopped playing hey, because Nico, I... Nico, you want to go to the strip club? Ex- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. I kept wanting. I, I'm like, because the completion in me is like, okay, I have to answer this phone call now. I want to. I don't. In, don't put time limits on my sandbox play, yeah. but give me a clear direction. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just thought about this. It seems to me like you might have more space next year because you're not going to have Halo Fest taking up the huge part of the annex. It was such a success. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> Halo. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I heard people. Uh, people that love that franchise. I do enjoy that franchise. I mean, I'm not passionate. Um, Does it have a tagline? Halo, Halo. Fest no, or no, no, Halo? Halo 4. Because, like, oh, you finished know. the fight in the third one. Are you, like, picking another fight? Are you kicking the guy while he's down? <laughs> well, okay, the, the, Are the, you the, the, his first, three, the first three Halos Could were about saving. not be contained by a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first three Halos were about saving the galaxy. Now, apparently, when I was reading on the stuff, it's about saving the whole universe. Oh, so it's one of those where it's like... How indebted to the cosmos in general does humanity have to get? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, it's just one of those where it's just like, you save pie. I thought... <laughs> <I> thought <that laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the battle for is. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought that... I thought that <laughs> you lost your damn mind. You, I really you, have. I really you, have. Hold on. Like between, between, what was it? Mach- Machiavellian quotes <laughs> and battling pie? What the... F- I've right. been drinking. This is my I first pack. Like, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, damn it! Was, yes, it's like a it's like a Capcom so game. Imagine Halo super mega. <laughs> four, imagine an infinite three. amount of monkeys coding a game. 
<laughs> on an infinite amount of compilers. It was the blessed of times. It was the blurst of times. Get this garbage out of here. My multidimensional rag. Oh, never mind. I thought Straight. the Halo Fest was cool. But oh. it wouldn't, I mean, it made sense for a 10th anniversary thing. It, uh, to have it every year seems like yeah, it would be Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, it was an experiment. I think it was a, sex, six, six, it was it a, was a successful experiment. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll see. I, like I said, I, 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 for PAX, I, am, I have very little to do with the, the actual organization informing what I focus on are a few key projects and a few uh, key existing clients that I work with. Sure. I think so. Um, like, so something that worries me is like you've got Halo Fest, which is taking up an entire floor of one of the wings. You've got you know these companies taking these giant booths. At what point are those people going to like sort of squeeze out the smaller people? Yeah, we, that'll never happen. Okay, that'll never happen. Cool. We always hold off a, a good chunk uh, of quote affordable booths for for the indie folks. I mean, in Boston, there's even a whole section of the exhibit hall called Indie Alley, um, which is just small you know awesome. small booths. For your two-man teams to be able to afford, excellent. Uh, I would, I would kill to see the the area that was taken up by Halo Fest filled with indie, indie stuff. I, you know, yeah. I mean, and I, then I the think, rest of the hall for whatever. I think that, part of the problem is a lot of indie folks don't even ask because they just assume it's we're out of their yeah. price never, range, league, whatever. So, yeah, never uh, you know, I highly encourage you, you know, to network and, and let you know any indie folks or whatever. Just you know, we're the one of the upsides. Of being so small as a company is, we're very accessible. Yeah. Uh, if you mm-hmm. send us an email, whether it's through whatever alias, even through like contact the webmaster, it gets to somebody. Sure. Yeah. So, how many people work at PAX? Okay, so Penny Arcade itself is like 12, 13 people. There is uh, one person whose full time job is PAX, okay. but he gets a big assist from lots of other people in the office. Of uh, we do partner with a company. Uh, called Reed Exhibits um, uh, to put on packs because that is what this company does. They all they do are uh, exhibits of lots of different shows all across. They actually average over one show a day over the year. Wow, cool! Um, all across the world. Wow. Um, so they they have the the capacity and the bandwidth um, to do things like negotiate with unions, to negotiate with hotels for group rates, uh, to to negotiate with decorators and food vendors and 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 do that and, and take a lot of the logistics off our hands so that we can focus on content. Yeah, That's brilliant. absolutely. Um, we wouldn't have been able... First of all, we would never have been able to do East without them, and we wouldn't have been able to, to grow the show like it's grown uh, without them. Uh, so, Are there any numbers on attendance for the show yet? I, I haven't heard any. Um, I, we're really kind of bumping our heads against the limits of the space at this point on this uh, on the Prime show. Um, I, the last year was high 60-something. 60 65,000? 60, 65, 68, somewhere in there. Um, we're probably a little above that, I would guess. I don't know. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's, uh, I, the one question is, is um, it, it, this is my first PAX. Okay. And this is Thank you for really, coming. Really, we really you. appreciate it. Oh, this is great. <laughs> my I corporate am... face again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, honestly? Thank you for coming. No, thank you guys. Right. It was, and the one question I had is, is that um, after going through this PAX and after all of them that you've experienced, what is the biggest surprise for you on this one? Granted, that answer is probably going to change in a month when you retrospect, but for right now, what was the one that struck you as the biggest surprise? Surprise? Yeah. 
Are you even capable of being surprised anymore? No, yeah, like, (laughs) I mean, it used to be, it used to be how big it would get every year. And, Uh and, and, uh, you know, I don't know that it's, yeah, I don't know that I'm, I'm ever, ever surprised. I guess, I guess this year, (laughs) this is so horrible thing. I was surprised how, how many scalpers. Oh, I love yeah. it. Was yeah. horrible. If your badge number is three six eight eight eight, your pass is fake. Yeah, I had a friend of mine that that had a. He bought it, you know, through Craigslist or whatever, yeah, and fake. he had a fake pass. And yeah, I mean, I, and and we're, I, you know, we're looking at. But that surprised me that we've become such a big deal that, that there's this subset of e- evil humanity. Um, I had, you know, no, it's not the it's not the the legitimate scalpers. I bought. I, I mind because okay, at some point. They bought tickets, whether it was from us or from somebody else, and there was it's the counterfeiters that yeah, really yeah. pissed me off. I was um, especially when we're sold out and someone comes down here desperate to get in, and they're a fan and they really want to go to the show, and then they get screwed over by some scumbag. Yeah, that yeah. pisses me off. I'll give you guys a lot of credit though. You you handled it really classy. I mean, so my buddy, you know, he didn't know he yeah. he, and you let him buy a pass, like an actual pass, which like. I mean, I know that's not the yeah, optimal not solution, optimal. but it's it's certainly like you know, random fan who traveled here from Iowa doesn't just have to sit outside. Sit outside, at least. yeah, and and you know, and we try to kind of shame them a little bit. But the, the, the last day, we got we put big signs on the street corners saying, "Odds are, you're if you are buying your ticket right now from a, a scalper, it's." Fake. I love fake. fucking with scalpers at, at every event that I can. Boy, they really hate it when you try to take their picture. Because, yeah. Oh, because, yeah. Like, yeah. I, oh Sounders my God. Man, I, I mean, my, my comparative is going to the Sounders matches downtown. And every time it's like, hey, you got a ticket? Bust out my phone. They're like, Argh! it's it's like a vampire. Yeah, they hate it. <laughs> well, that, the, the, I just love, like, the first thing that I did was stupid simple where I was walking by and the guy's like, you need a pass, need a pass. And I'm just like, not for your fucking prices. And then the second time it was, uh, it was Friday night. Actually. Um, I was walking by myself down here and one of the guys is like, um, need a pass. And I stopped and I'm like, how much for a three day? And he's like $145. And I went, I I looked him straight in the face and I I laughed. I I went, (laughs) (laughs) fuck you. And then I walked away (laughs) Like, it wouldn't be so bad if people just bought tickets when they go on sale. I know, I know right? Here's the problem is everyone yeah. procrastinates and then you can't go. It, well, and then the I, show is in two days and I need to get 17 tickets yeah, in the three days. Yeah, and I feel, I feel horrible, but at the same I, I mean, I get hit up for yeah. comps and I'm like, I, you know, I wish I could help you, but I... You're on Facebook with me if, if you're... Yeah. And you're, you're Twitter or whatever. I... We do everything we can to let people know, oh, my God, we're almost sold out. If you want to get a ticket, get it by Sunday. They're going to be gone. Yeah. My favorite my favorite thing about scalpers, here, Sounders games always, it happened out here, yeah. is to see the two guys standing 10 feet apart. One of them oh, going, I've got a, passes, and the other one going, I a, need passes. Yeah, and when I, I did that at the Sounders games, like every time I see that, I'll see one guy going, I need passes, and I'll be like, that guy over there's got some. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so speaking of Sounders games... <clears throat> Are you a little disappointed that you did not attend yes. yesterday? Yes, I'm he not did. Because I, the reason my voice is the way oh, it is is God, because I, I would have loved it. I'm been really to that disappointed game. that oh, I didn't. No, no, no one listening cares, but God damn, that must Six have been a lot slaughter. of fun. Like, half, half the table cares. I guess that's what's important. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. You know I, I, yeah. I, we debated whether or not we were going to go to that game or not. I actually, know some Microsoft folks that were here at the show doing work and whatever. 
took off to go yeah. to the Sounders game. Yeah. Of course, I, Microsoft, I I'm sure it just rains tickets. Yeah, I probably you know, should have because it would have taken. There. No, they don't. Oh, really? It's really no. Like I, I, we have a, a, a couple friends of mine are up and they have a suite, and I'm looking around like you know, is anybody else up in the suite level? Is anybody? No, Boeing has them. There's a few other companies Nintendo that have them. Nintendo has them. Nintendo, a Nintendo has a suite. Uh, yeah. Microsoft jumped, doles out the suites for the for the Hawks. I think. Mm. I, I think that for which is weird yeah. because I'm like, wait a minute, it's the Xbox pitch. <laughs> I, mean, I figure yeah. you know, probably there's some logic into. Hey, we spent enough money yeah. on the goddamn field and field, uniforms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do we really need to buy right. twenty seats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so but I yes, can understand. Yes. All right. Yes, I am disappointed that uh, that I didn't. Now go. that we have but gone completely, uh, I need to take my leave. Yes, that's fine. But thank you. Actually, we're we're at a we're at a really good stopping point now. Have we had an uh, hour and got, twenty or we're something. An hour and fifteen minutes, yeah, and that's yeah, a good yeah. show. Sweet. Uh, so um, next time, join us for Jeff After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I still the keep... newest podcast on the uh, <laughs> on the Geekerific Network. Yes, the Geekerific yes. Network. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so we'll I'll, I'll, go through my, I'll go through my usual yeah. spiel, and I'll start with okay. you. All right. You can follow us all on Twitter, and we'll start with Jeff. Jeff is at... Oh, dear God, I'm giving this out publicly? Uh, it's my like, last name backwards, Selleck, S-E-L-L-A-K. Awesome. Uh, the rest of us, are our Twitter handles are on our, on our website, so you can go to www.geekerific.com and get that information. Um, I follow it. It's great information. Yeah. You can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash geekerific. Like our Facebook page. Uh, listen to, we've got two different podcasts, After the Fact and Trade Secrets. Um, what? No, I'm just, <laughs> you're, you're, I love it. You've just gone into professional mode. I've gone into professional mode. I've got to end this because it's the last show of, uh, it's the last show of PAX and we don't do these again for another year. So, um, as well practice at this part. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can email us at the, you can email us in general at geekerific at geekerific dot com, uh, which you can find on www.geekerific.com. I'm going to see if I can say geekerific a few more times and get it out there for people. Hey Jeff, I'm um, following you. So well, I appreciate it, sir. Uh, following you home. Stuff. I'm going to talk about my love of butterflies for the next cool. twenty tweets. Thank God he said Damn, butterflies. Son. I thought he was going somewhere completely different. So. <laughs> Affection pillows. <laughs> Sponsored by Kirby. And lubricant. <laughs> lubricant. Lubricant. That sounds so good in my ears. Yeah. It's the sound. It's like a little audio massage. It's kind of strangely soothing and yet creepy. Oh. Lubricant. Oh, God. I'm sorry, listeners. I apologize. No, He's not okay. sorry. No, don't be, really. Next well. time, I'll prepare you better for the lubricant. <laughs> do they make lube for lube? I'm, I bet they do. <laughs> I bet. Astro Glide Glide. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's extra glidey. I'm still in there. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you, Andy, for joining us. Anytime. Thank you, Dwayne. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. And especially thank you very much, Jeff, for joining thank us. Thank you for, another for making year me feel so welcome and warm the, in your embrace. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll get it more lubricated next time. <laughs> it yeah, was. I, I did chafe slightly. <laughs> we'll make it glidier um, next time. Big old Vaseline hug. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we're out.